Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Where's Cody? So Cody, Cody was an elite, and uh, Cody's obviously a, a big practitioner of high trust. And one of the most important things that Cody ever said in an interview that I did with him was, I get paid to influence. That's a guy that's gone from 100 loans to north of 400 loans in as many years, four years, and is still cranking it on and still sees a future that's brighter than his, his present, right? So you're coaching Rick. Right? And so you stole from Cody, and Cody stole from me, and I stole from somebody else. These are ideas that are out there in the knowledge universe, right? But at the end of the day, when you decide what you're going to get paid to do, and then you align that with doing more of it, the economic ROI is unbelievable. So why don't you just tell me what happened here? Uh, Rick is in the... Let me, let me get this, this mic. Oh, the mic went bye-bye. Okay, go ahead. Not that loud. Let's go. Okay, so um, this is Rick. Everybody say hi, Rick. Say hi, Rick. So, Rick, Rick is in our coaching program. Coach, uh, so tell me what some things you learned. No, no, no let's, let's just d- dumb this down. Dumb it down? Right to your best piece of advice that you gave Rick. What do you get Here's paid your... to do? Yes. I get paid to influence... This is not a mic. This oh. is a clicker. <laughs> I get paid to influence. There, right, right. Try that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Rick gets paid to influence. Now, everybody in this room, this breakthrough, thanks, guys, this breakthrough will blow your mind. All Rick did was decide that he gets paid to influence, and what what happened as a result of that, the future me sees me handling something differently today so that tomorrow and next month and whatnot. So in eight months, your hourly rate, has gone up by $62.50. Am I close? 70 bucks. Excuse me. Eight bucks an hour, that's a lot of money. 62 bucks. Nope, 70. So I got to use the 62.50 math because I already did it. <laughs> Listen to this. This is profound. This is life-changing. Everybody in this room will benefit by what I'm about to say. If Rick is working a full year as a loan rep, and his hourly rate, which is defined as hours worked into income made, has gone up by $70, $62.50, Rick Ward has gotten a raise of $11,246 a month. 2,080 times 62.50. What's the number, RJ? It's like 100 and... Oh, you weren't. I thought you had your calculator out. Let me ask you a question. Show of hands. Who would love an $11,000 raise a month? Just hands up. An extra 11 grand. All of us, right? So give it up for Rick, give it up for RJ, give it up for Grant, give it up for Nora. 
So here are the three things that I want you to do, okay? The three things that I want you to do, and I want you to own these, and I want you to own them in a very, very, very big way. Number one, by far the number one decision you should make that will do more for a future you than any other decision that is weighing on you is to find your lane. And what I mean by that is to find your lane, get into your lane, stay in your lane, and don't deviate from your lane. And probably one of the best commencement addresses that has ever been recorded in the history of commencement addresses has a little segment that deals with this idea of getting into your lane. Let's roll video. I was lucky. I found what I loved to do early in life. Waz and I started Apple in my parents' garage when I was 20. We worked hard, and in 10 years, Apple had grown from just the two of us in a garage into a $2 billion company with over 4,000 employees. We just released our finest creation, the Macintosh, a year earlier, and I just turned 30. And then I got fired. How can you get fired from a company you started? Well, as Apple grew, we hired someone who I thought was very talented to run the company with me. And for the first year or so, things went well. But then our visions of the future began to diverge, and eventually we had a falling out. When we did, our board of directors sided with him. And so at 30, I was out, and very publicly out. What had been the focus of my entire adult life was gone, and it was devastating. I really didn't know what to do for a few months. I felt that I had let the previous generation of entrepreneurs down, that I had dropped the baton as it was being passed to me. I met with David Packard and Bob Noyce and tried to apologize for screwing up so badly. I was a very public failure and I even thought about running away from the valley. But something slowly began to dawn on me. I still loved what I did. The turn of events at Apple had not changed that one bit. I'd been rejected, but I was still in love. And so I decided to start over. I didn't see it then, but it turned out that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again, less sure about everything. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. During the next five years, I started a company named Next, another company named Pixar, and fell in love with an amazing woman who would become my wife. Pixar went on to create the world's first computer animated feature film, Toy Story, and is now the most successful animation studio in the world. In a remarkable turn of events, Apple bought Next, and I returned to Apple, and the technology we developed at Next is at the heart of Apple's current renaissance. And Lorene and I have a wonderful family together. I'm pretty sure None of this would have happened if I hadn't been fired from Apple. It was awful tasting medicine, but I guess the patient needed it. Sometime life, sometimes life's going to hit you in the head with a brick. Don't lose faith. I'm convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. And that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. 
As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. And like any great relationship, it just gets better and better as the years roll on. So keep looking. Don't settle. Uh, super powerful idea around ordering your world around your lane, right? And what I want you to, to, to understand as we kind of roll through this first one is the idea that you were gifted and are gifted with a specialty in a lane that you need to be in. And your greatest frustration and your greatest hassle and your greatest demise and your greatest angst and all the frustration that you end up potentially experiencing is almost always tied to when you're out of your lane. And so one of the gifts that I want to give you tonight is to really deeply search between now and Friday as to what is that? Not, not, not that I love or don't love the mortgage business. You should love it if you are in it. And if you are in it and you don't love it, maybe you need to learn it at a deeper, higher, more proficient level. And maybe it's that you have too many things that you are trying to do that take you out of your lane so that you cannot focus the God-given energy and skill that you have in your brain on that lane. And one of the greatest, I think, breakaways that we can ever have that will lead to this breakthrough is when you love what you do and you're engaged in what you do and you are aligned with what you do and why you do it, you will naturally be more optimistic, more motivated, you will learn faster, you will make fewer mistakes, and you will make better business decisions. So here's a wild thought. You can't be anything you want to be. It's impossible. But you can be more of who you already are. And I want to give you permission as you, as you think about this that this is not about you doing any outward comparison to anybody. This is about you waking up in the morning and being in love with what you give the biggest lifeblood you have to each and every day. End of story. And if you're not in that lane... You are fighting inertia, you're fighting gravity, you are like a pinball on a machine going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you don't have joy in your life. And this business should bring you joy. So here's the rule. The rule about being in your lane is to be your best at what you do best. So if I already, if I have an inclination to where my gift is, if I have an idea about what I do well, and if I have people on the outside telling me I do that well and giving me affirmation and confirmation that I'm so good at this that I don't even know how good I am at it because I'm in my lane and it's a gift and I'm aligned and I'm engaged, then it is lights out. In fact, the greatest performances that we will ever have in the world of business are the performances that are the most authentic, that are tied to the greatest natural DNA gift that we have. And to be something that we are not is a colossal waste of time. And so in you, as you think about the business, you have to understand that most of this industry simply works hard for success. And there's nothing wrong. Hard work pays, right? Hard work pays. You can make more than somebody else who doesn't work hard. 
Just work ethic alone will allow you to succeed at a higher level. There's no doubt about it. But watch this. Hard work that you're good at pays more. So don't work hard if you're not good at what you're working on. At a point in time, pounding nails with your forehead will hurt. Oh, man, this is getting hard. Change it. What is your gift? Be in that zone. That's your go zone. The coaches talk every other week on their coaching calls. It's called the go zone call. And our number one objective, Kevin and Grant and, you know, all the coaches that are here, I mean, all these, the people that I showcase tonight, all of these guys and gals are focusing in on the zone make more money by being in your zone and the zone has to be what you love to do and you're good at and then hard work that you're good at pays more now watch this hard work that you are good at and love pays the most and so what part of this business does not ignite you what part of this business causes you to maybe retreat a little What part of this business takes you from being just go for it out there and making things happen to being frustrated and reserved and maybe there but not present? What part of this business do you need a breakthrough in? What's not working that needs to work better? What is working that needs to be better? What needs to be reinvented? All within the context of you being what? In your lane. So I was pretty proud in March. I was really proud. My son, Matt, got his real estate license. He got it within 60 days of deciding to get his real estate license. And I was really, 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 really proud of him. And then Matt went to work, and he went to work every single day, and he worked hard, and he worked hard, and he worked hard, and he worked hard. And I started to see that my son wasn't enjoying being a real estate agent like I thought maybe he would. And we could argue, man, he's 19, give him a break. Fine. I'm going to give him a break. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of money so he can't go out and market properties like real agents market property. You know, good, I'll give that to him. You're 19, you don't have a lot of money in the bank. But the thing I'm most proud of is he made a decision to put his head down and do something that created an outcome for him that now has become a life experience that he now is compartmentalizing and saying, you know what? Maybe that's not my lane. Maybe I'm not as good at that as I might be at this. And in having very intimate and very deep and beachside conversations with him, I've come to learn that I don't know that his lane is selling houses. And I simply looked in his eyes and I asked him, What brings you joy? And several hours later, I got this text from him. And when you look at this, music, huge guitar, makes life look beautiful, brings a tear to my eye, makes me believe I'm going to be all right, makes my soul ache, reminds me what I wanted to be, makes me feel good, taps my toes, keeps my heart beating, makes me want to party all night, makes me want to sing out loud, heals wounds, is fearless, inspires me, is passion, makes the sky look bigger, rocks my world, plays all over the world, makes me want to play 
in two-part harmony cranks up my stereo. That is some serious emotional motivation right there. And he sent it to me. And underneath the picture was, I read this every day. And I'm thinking, man, this is a pivot point. This is a moment in my son's life where what I say next could really, really matter. So this is what I said. Does it bring you joy? Does it make you feel alive? Can it pay the bills? How bad do you want it? Are you prepared to work your ass off to make it happen? Yes, 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 yes. I don't even know where to start on how bad. And yes. What does my son want to do? He wants to create music. No labor. No trying to talk himself into it. No competing with anybody but his own creative soul. No pressure on him from the next guy that's climbing the charts that's on the board in the sales office. None of that that he has to go through. Now what we don't know is how much money it's going to make him. But what we do know is he's an artist. And he's been messing around with music since he was nine years old. And I believe that his creative juices are going to be unlocked because he's been given permission to try something that is his lane. And that's what we have to do. As leaders, we have to do it. As salespeople, we have to do it. As even husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters, we got to be in our lane. we got to live life in our lane, doing what is naturally our passion, doing what we love to do, doing the things that bring harmony and joy and, and, and life fulfilling to us. Because if we have that, then the other two are amazing. If we don't have this, the other two don't matter. And the theologian, physician, and philosopher Albert Weitzer said this. He said, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. So the question that I would have you ask yourself is, what do I need to jack up my love factor in this business right now? What do I need to do to begin to awaken each and every day and know, know, this is my lane? If you figure that out, there is no stopping you.